today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The uh, story back home here that the Canadian government is going to apologize to Omar Carter. Now, we're going to talk about the Prime Minister's visit just after 10.30 this morning, but let's let's get on to that other topic about Carter. Uh, because uh, this is a story that, of course, has been on our minds for quite some time right now. Omar Carter, uh, of course, was the uh, Canadian-born individual who spent 10 years in Guantanamo Bay, and uh, much to the chagrin of uh, some civil rights advocates who feel that he was a child sh- soldier and should have been treated as such. I mean, we can go over some of the elements of the case, and I'm sure we will. But uh, there is uh, outrage on social media today about the fact that the Canadian government apparently will apologize to Omar Khadr over his time in Guantanamo Bay. And uh, there could be as much as a settlement of about $10.5 million. Some are suggesting this is a government caving in. Others are suggesting that there are some legal ramifications of this and the government is simply responding to a lawsuit. Let's try to sift through some of the rhetoric and the bombast of social media and try to get to some factual information about this. And to that end, uh, we're pleased to welcome to the program Jordan Donich, criminal lawyer with Donich Law, who joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, try to uh, make some sense out of uh, a number of things that have come at us in the last 24 hours about this. Jordan, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us today. Great. Thanks for having me. Let's 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 try to about some legal issues here, too. And I know that can be boring for some people, but the law is the law, and those are laws that are in place for quite some time. Uh, Omar Carter and, and, and what he's gone through uh, in the judicial system right now and, and how that is implied. Uh, 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 he was convicted by a military tribunal. Does that ha- carry the same weight as, as a court of law? Is it, in fact, a court of law? Well, it, it, it is a tribunal, so no, it's not the same as a court of law. But, you know, this case and this settlement really isn't about the conviction, okay? Uh, what this is about is how that conviction even came about, the process. And that's what this particular uh, lawsuit is about. And and that's a key element that seems to have been left out of an awful lot of people's uh, opinions that have been expressed over this over the last little while, that he was a convicted terrorist, a convicted murderer. Uh, what seems to be lost in this discussion was, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, the 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 way in which that uh, conviction, which was based on a uh, we are told a confession, the, the way in which it was obtained uh, through coercion, we're told through terror, through uh, through a number of different items like this. Uh, let, let's talk about that process and the impact that has on the quote unquote uh, verdict. Yeah, so that's what everyone has to remember here, right? We 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 have to take a step before this quote-unquote conviction, right? So if you, if you start thinking after that, your brain thinks a bit differently. But if you go and let's assume there's no conviction for a second, right? How did they get there, right? What was the process used to even convict this person? And, and, and he, you know, he admitted to, allegedly admitted to some of these actions, you know, for the sole purpose of, ex- of escaping torture, right? And that's the problem here. Was this process voluntary? And the reason I think the Canadian government is settling this matter is probably because, probably for the same reason anyone else settles something, and and it's because you probably did something wrong, or you don't want someone, or you don't want everyone to know uh, what fully transpired. Does this bring back memories? Because I see a lot of similarities, uh, Jordan, between this and the Mayor Arar case from some years ago. Different set of circumstances, but once again, uh, a Canadian who was, uh, as it turned out, wrongfully uh, pointed as a, as a terrorist, uh, was was brought into custody, was tortured mercilessly by authorities with Canadian knowledge, etc., and spent some time, of course, incarcerated as a result of that. And and as a result of that, of course, when those uh, those facts finally came to light, 
Uh, he also uh, received a pardon and a substantial amount of money, like uh, from from the Canadian government uh, for the actions and for their their part in in those activities. Uh, do you see some similarities here? Well, of course, right? I mean, there no doubt are similarities. I mean, they're different in, in, in their obvious respects, but the point is the same, right? Why do we have rights and freedoms? Why do we have a charter? Why do we have protections if the government the sa- that's supposed to protect us can just circumvent it whenever they want? Why does it exist if they can just get around it? And that's what this is about. It's about ensuring uh, and, and letting the public know that there is a high cost for our government in getting it wrong. So let's let's talk about the confession, and and we found out after the fact. Uh, yes, he did sign a confession, but we found out after the fact that there were things like sleep deprivation. We're told that there were other uh, torturous uh, methodologies that were used, and we all, I guess, Jordan, by this time, have heard some of the stories about Guantanamo Bay and some of the activities that went on there. Uh, the intimidation, uh, the the physical beatings, the mental uh, torture that went on. Uh, the intimidation with with mad dogs. I mean, we've seen some horrific pictures about that and some of the other prisons uh, that uh, the U.S. has used uh, during what they call wartime activities such as this. Talk to us about the impact that that has from a judicial standpoint when you look at a, a confession from an individual and how that confession may have been obtained. So, you know, the question is, was the confession voluntary, right? So, so let's assume everything that happened um, happened here in, in Canada. Right, and how how would it be handled here in Canada? Would this have even happened here in Canada? Probably not. The point is, though, is it's it's a it's a it's a citizen who's who who is abroad, uh, who was a youth at the time, um, and, and our own government, you know, was complicit and in some ways, you know, may have indirectly endorsed um, the tactics used to to elicit the confession uh, the 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 confession by their you know closest ally, the United States. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.